0: don't look don't look up don't don't look up up. don't look Look up up. (laughs) i love we started so off i guess like my internet dragged for a second oscars 2022 i'm isaac sims joined with me uh the indelible olivia clement how you doing tonight olivia
1: Oh boy! I that was a wild night. <laughs> a wild night. I have felt all of the emotions. It has has seemed. Uh, yeah, let's just get into it. So, where do you where do you even want to start? I've
0: okay. We this. I, I think it's I think it's good to stay at the top when uh, when aliens have invaded the Earth in uh, <laughs> in ten years. And uh, they all of the uh, all of the online content is scoured. Uh, they mm-hmm. will find our podcast and they're not going to listen longer than five minutes. Um, so we need to just say that Will Smith slapped Chris Rock on stage. And it's the craziest thing that's ever happened at the Oscars,
1: which is really saying like, something... more crazy
0: than Moonlight La La Land. Yeah, makes up. Yeah.
1: Like, I think it takes a cake. Yeah, it it now is the craziest thing that's ever happened at the Oscars. Maybe award shows in general. I I saw people comparing it to the Kanye Taylor Swift, yep, MTV or uh, VMA awards, and so it was just like, wow, yep. that's that. I mean, takes that's that's a big deal.
0: Yeah, my friend Mitchell texted me and said, um, yeah, no, he said that exact same thing. Will Smith is coming for Kanye with <laughs> with this with the slap. So. Uh, we're, it's just, I, I can't even begin to like think about how many memes and, and gifts we're going to get from this night in, <laughs> in the coming weeks. So coming oh, days man. and weeks. So it was, it's funny too, Olivia. Cause like I was kind of sitting there thinking, um, uh, literally until Will Smith slapped Chris rock. Um, I was thinking like, I'm just really bored. Like yeah. I this I I skipped our small group to to watch it and obviously I love covering the Oscars with you um and and talking about it and it's kinda like the Super Bowl for Cinephiles every year. But I was like, this is just really bored. Like it's a little yeah. bit more polished than last year, but up until that moment, I was pretty bored. How are you feeling?
1: So I was glad that they had hosts for the first time in however many years i thought up until amy schumer did her bit about the seat filler thing and made yep. kirsten Dunst get up like up until then i was like okay amy amy Schumer's actually kind of funny all yep. right yeah of course when you're working with wanda sykes and regina hall you can feed off of them i think and and really benefit from from their energy Mm -hmm. Uh, I thought their jokes were were good. Other than that, I was like, okay, I'm bored. I am bored. Like, truthfully, I had uh, one of the basketball games on my computer as I was like taking notes because I was very interested to see like how that game was going to play out. Mm -hmm. And it was at times more interesting than the Oscars. So yeah. up until up until that point. And then and then I couldn't focus on anything else. I was so thrown off by it that I texted you. I was like, I have no idea what Francis Ford Coppola said because I have not been able to focus on anything else. Yeah. Which I felt like that was a grave like a great disrespect or disservice to the fantastic filmmaker that is Francis Ford Coppola. Yeah. But yeah. So
0: There's, um, there were, there were some funny, some funny things like, uh, I I posted on my Instagram, a, uh, a satire click hole account, um, (laughs) that basically said it was basically like doing all these fake, uh, Oscars, um, instances from the last couple of years. And some of them had me crying, laughing and, um, I I captioned it with this is more entertaining than than the Oscars literally minutes before Chris Rock was slapped by by Will Smith yeah. but there these there these are a couple of the uh instances that they that they posted um uh when the Oscar statuettes were too hot that one year and all the winners <laughs> had to wear oven mitts in order to accept them <laughs> and then the one I laughed the hardest at was when Martin Scorsese yelled "Sayonara, ass face," <laughs> following every name in the in memoriam segment.
1: <laughs> that one, that one got me. That one was yep. really funny. Whenever I was reading through those after yep. you sent it to me, so Will, yeah, great.
0: we'll we'll post that, uh, repost that on our Instagram account so people can see it. But uh, yeah, uh, literally, I sent it to a couple people and they said, um, "You're bored, didn't you see Will Smith uh, just do that?" So. Um, but yeah, so I, I, I thought about, we could, we could break it down to like every category and you know, how, how SAG kind of predicted or not predicted, but foreshadowed Will Smith's win, CODA's win, Jessica Chastain's win. Because before SAG, the Screen Actor Guild, um, awards, CODA was much less a front runner, and mm-hmm. it and it ended up winning big picture tonight. And uh, Jessica Chastain likewise was um, not considered a front runner for Tammy Faye, and she was uh, actually visibly surprised when she won it. SAG. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, what generally? What are you? What are your thoughts and feelings about snubs and and big wins tonight?
1: So I mean, truthfully, I think we've talked about this before. I think the biggest snub overall is is Pig. And Nick Cage yeah. in Pig. I'm glad, I'm glad
0: you brought this up.
1: Yes. Yeah, like that's the I think the biggest snub. I also think Alana Hyam should have been nominated for actor. I don't know if she necessarily needed to win, but I think she deserved to be nominated. Yep. Uh, I have not seen Coda yet. I haven't seen The Eyes of Tammy Faye, so I don't. I don't know. I've seen where a lot of people were already talking about, you know, kind of in the weeks leading up to it, and even today. We're going to say, you know, this coda is just a movie that made you feel good for two hours, and my understanding is it doesn't necessarily make you feel good for two hours because it is about family dynamics, Mm -hmm. Um, but people were going to be really pissed if it won, and I, I don't understand why, but again, I haven't seen it, so I don't know. I don't know if this is like, I feel like it's probably a better movie than The Green Book. But I don't know if it's yeah. something like that, you know. Yeah. Um, I was excited for Best Supporting Actor or Actress, where Ariana DeBose, 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 one, DeBose, mm-hmm. one for West Side Story. Uh, she played—I don't remember what her character's name is—but this is the third time that an actor has won playing a character that has already won for someone playing that same character. So Rita Moreno, or uh, Marina, won the same award for the same character for the 1961 yep. West Side uh, Story. Anita. And then, Anita. I knew mm-hmm. it was something like that. Okay, yeah, yeah, So Anita, uh, two actors of one playing Anita, two actors of one playing Joker, that was Heath Ledger and Joaquin Phoenix, and then two actors of one for Don Vito Corleone from mm-hmm. The Godfather and Godfather Part Two, which was Marlon Brando and Robert De Niro. Mm-hmm. So like that was really cool. And and like seeing the, the Latino community get some wins, that was awesome. Oh yeah, for so sure. So seeing her win for West Side Story and then seeing uh, Encanto and so it was just it was just cool stuff like that so that's i appreciated that uh we talked about this uh villeneuve not getting direct, getting nominated yep. for best director that was a snub
0: yep I, I i did appreciate i i i do wish that he had been nominated um mm-hmm. when you think about how many overall um awards dune received five mm-hmm. awards tonight which is inc- absolutely incredible and yeah. i was just crossing my fingers hoping that it would pick up pick up best picture because i i just had this feeling that it might um and and then ultimately reason won out and uh it went to coda but uh, and coda had three but the the cool thing is uh, one thing, or one thing I wanted to mention, uh, about direct best director, um, Paul Thomas Anderson has, has a really distinct, um, style and vision. no matter what movie he is directing. Mm-hmm. Um, something is different from Licorice Pizza's Phantom Thread, uh, mm-hmm. which I watched for the first time this week and it's inc- absolutely incredible, but just could not be more different than that 70 set right. Sacramento Valley story with alana heim and cooper hoffman and the fact that paul thomas anderson directed those two newcomers and that Mm -hmm. those performances are so so fresh and so pure and honestly both i feel like should have been recognized sure um, yeah you know or they were worthy enough to be recognized by the Academy. I I was crossing my fingers hoping that they might give it to Paul Thomas Anderson, and ultimately mm-hmm. it went to Jane Campion. So
1: yeah, yeah. I think I was really pulling for uh, PTA as well. I mean, it's cool. I this is the first time they've gone back to back with female directors. Yep. Winning best directors, so that's really cool. Even though Jane Campion has come under fire here recently, uh, mm-hmm. but anyway, so like. Yeah, I think that that's awesome that we've had back-to-back years with female directors winning it. But
0: um should we talk about the controversy with her and uh yeah, with Power of the D- or yeah, in in King Richard, would you you want to talk about that?
1: Yeah. So, so a lot of people were, were like coming in her defense because a few weeks ago, Sam Elliott, who has played in many westerns, talked about how this movie, The Power of the Dog, is not actually a western and there he, he just talked about how he didn't really like the film and I think it was blown out of proportion. I didn't actually listen to the Mark uh, Mayan podcast where he talked about that mm-hmm. but from what like, I heard from people who actually did they were saying it was blown out of proportion. Uh, but he... Anyway, so that happened and then Jane Campion was like well, he's. Did she spell out? I think the she. Word did. I think bitch? she was
0: like. I think he's just a little b i t c. Yeah. Like.
1: And, uh, yeah, and so people were like, "Ah, oh, yes, Queen, yes, that's queen. our girl." And then, for the Critics' Choice Award, she was she won Best Director there for Power of the Dog, and she said to Venus and Serena Ooh. Williams of all the people she could have said this to, she said this to the Williams sisters, that, that she has, that she, Jane Campion has experienced a uh, greater difficulty in her field because Venus and Serena don't compete against men.
0: Yeah, she said, she said, you don't have to play against the guys like I do.
1: Yeah. And kinda, and,
0: yeah, it was like a roller coaster of like, kinda rise to fame calling uh yeah. sam elliot a little bitch and then and then a big fall like yeah. you don't need to compare yourself to these two uh like legendary legendary black athletes
1: right <laughs> like, like like they they're women, legends. women athletes yeah yeah like here's the deal so <laughs> i just first of all sh- they have competed against men because they've done mixed doubles so yep. like that doesn't even that is out the window. Second of all, even if they had never competed against men, they're constantly compared to men. I remember seeing that and being so furious by that comment because Venus and Serena Williams especially like Serena here in the past like 5 years or so it are have constantly been compared to to men and and not just like their ability to play, but just like their actual looks, which is so degrading and so I think, rooted in racism and sexism. Mm-hmm. So it just, it was just unnecessary. And I don't, I really don't think she she meant it in the way it came out. But man, talk about putting your foot in your mouth when you are at the peak.
0: Yep. Yeah. Yeah. So. And, and, and the reality is that probably didn't affect her her chances of winning best picture, or for that matter, best director tonight, any more than Chris uh, will Smith, Will Smith slapping Chris Rock did his uh, chances winning best actor but it yeah. is it is an interesting kind of like I guess what we're doing here is tracking the most interesting parts of this race where mm-hmm. uh, you kind of break down what was snubbed that will ultimately be remembered um, like licorice pizza and pig from from last year mm-hmm. and then also the drama. Because people are gonna, people are gonna remember the drama. Uh, there was a, right. a critic. Uh, I think his name's Bill Ge- Billie Ge- Irirubi. Um, he said, he said you they don't the Oscars doesn't understand that you can't ma- manufacture viral mm-hmm. moments. Like the viral moments are the things that happen when things go completely wrong, like right. Moonlight and, um, and tonight. So right. it's pretty Pretty and cool And like
1: Kanye and Taylor Right Exactly exactly. But like Okay so apparently uh, So I don't know How much I didn't hear anything that, that Chris Rock said Like it had cut out Because Wanda Sykes Had started cussing And so they cut out The audio And then um, Chris Rock Made a joke About Jada Pickett Smith it Being in G- The like G.I. Jane sequel Yeah and that apparently upset Will. Who and, apparently
0: laughed at the joke initially.
1: Right. I saw that he laughed at the joke initially, saw Jada Pickett Smith's expression apparently, and apparently she was hurt by the com- by the joke. And then he got up and decided to slap slap Chris Rock. Uh, so it wasn't like he was just like, hey, you know what would be a good idea in this moment? I'm going to slap Chris Rock. But... Anyway, so I didn't hear, we didn't hear the joke cuz the audio was cut out. And so it was all completely without context, but we all got to see videos from people in like the UK and Australia where the the audio was not cut. And yeah. so you could tell by the the like like when he slapped Chris Rock, you could hear it. You could yeah. hear the sound and I was like, "Oh, that's a real that's a real slap. That is not yeah. that is not fake." Yep. Yeah. So, um, I mean,
0: and w- you told me apparently Jada Pinkett Smith has been open about the condition that she has that leads Mm -hmm. to, to natural premature hair loss. And, and we were texting back and forth. Basically. I don't think that I I'm assuming that Chris Rock would not have made that joke if he knew that information, but also if that information was openly shared, um, maybe he did know and he just chose to make that joke anyway, but it's also strange that Will Smith, laughed at it at first so there's lots of uh, conflicting
1: lots of layers there lots of
0: layers there yeah right
1: yeah i i just discovered that she apparently has alopecia uh which is like more common than i realized like i've i've worked with people who have had it before and i didn't know that that was a thing but yeah Mm -hmm. so she has it and i don't know how long like how long she has had it but, uh, yeah, so, and who knows? Comedians are going to take anything as fair game, even if they shouldn't. Yeah. So, I don't know. But also, I feel like I feel like Will Smith has, has had a, a rough couple of years, especially, and, like, a lot of his, what I would consider to be really, like, kind of low moments in his life have been turned into memes. And yep. so, I just I feel really bad for the dude.
0: Yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean he won his oscar tonight i just mm-hmm. i i think i think that there's a difference between i don't think that violence is ever like should ever be condoned regardless of well i mean it's it, we're not here to pronounce judgment on like whether or not whether or not it was appropriate to do, mm-hmm. but I don't think it was <laughs> it was appropriate for him to to slap Chris Rock uh, because um, in his acceptance speech, he spoke about defending family and, mm-hmm. and being a vessel for love and uh, didn't apologize to Chris Rock and he had had mm-hmm. plenty of time to consider what he was about to say. He apologized to his uh, fellow nominees, I believe, mm-hmm. but not to Chris Rock. So... I I imagine... Maybe they have beef.
1: I imagine he was probably still pretty heated and worked up from the moment. I mean, we can say, well, he's had plenty of time to cool down, but that's not really a whole, whole lot of time. It was, what, maybe an hour? Yeah. And there have been plenty of times where even after several hours, I'm still really heated about something. So I can only imagine how I would feel... If someone was making fun of my spouse, I joke, my spouse is actually upset. I decide that's the response I'm going to have. And then realize, also realizing I'm doing this on nas- international television where everyone is seeing this. And we'll talk yep. about this forever. Yep. So I don't know how how level-headed I would be an hour later.
0: Yeah. This podcast is brought to you by will smith because it would be a lot a lot less entertaining if uh he hadn't slapped chris rock i don't know
1: what we would have talked about
0: we would have talked about i don't know like the winners and losers something dumb like that did uh did any single category like stick out to you in terms of what what won and what or what didn't win
1: um I was surprised Kodo won as often as it did. It's sure. not necessarily a single category. Um, Overall, I, I
0: was surprised that it took Best Picture, overpower of the time.
1: I yeah. As I was,
0: I, as are many, I imagine even though many probably predicted it. So.
1: Yeah, I truthfully was surprised to see. Jessica Chastain won for Best Leading Actress. Mm-hmm. Not because I don't think she's a good actor. It's just I was surprised by that because I feel like maybe outside of I'm trying to think what are the other category or what other nominees there were in that one. Oh, so out of Kristen all of the Stewart,
0: other- Kristen Stewart, I think probably. I mean that, per, that performance as pres, Princess Diana is just other, so otherworldly, yeah. <laughs> and, and in that movie. And it doesn't really work without that movie or mm-hmm. it doesn't work with that movie doesn't work without that performance. Um, right. and so I would, I mean, I personally would have chosen her, but I haven't seen Chastain's performance. One thing that I do admire is that Uh, you can read interviews about Chastain developing that project for years Mm -hmm. and, and years. And like, it was a passion project of hers. And, um, and I really respect that and admire that. So in that Mm -hmm. sense, I'm, I'm really glad that she won it and she's been nominated. Yeah, This was her third nomination. So Mm -hmm. it was, it's kind of like, you're going to give it to, you're going to give, or not, it wasn't the same category, but you're going to give a newcomer, uh, playing a role, Uh, for the second time with uh, Ariana DeBose you're going to give her the Academy Award instead of Kirsten Dunst who Mm -hmm. has not won an Oscar yet and is like one of the best uh, actresses working right now and it's Mm kind of one of those situations um, in actress and in a leading role but uh, Kirsten or Kristen Stewart is also much younger Um, so I don't know who knows
1: who knows I will say I the act, as far as like act, actresses nominated for a leading role like all of them are fantastic actresses like yep. they they're all so deserving it's not like 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 it would be a hard I think it would actually be legitimately hard to pick one uh, again I haven't seen Parallel Mothers so I don't know what Penélope Cruz's performance was like but she's she's fantastic always mm-hmm. and I haven't seen being the Ricardo's but it's Nicole Kidman. And so I don't know what their performances were like in that, but I know Olivia Coleman was fantastic in the lost daughter, even if I didn't love that movie. Mm-hmm. But like you said, Kristen Stewart was perfect in Spencer that yeah. that movie would not have been what it is without her. No. And so anyway, let's talk what about, about, what about fl-
0: flea for a moment. Because you saw, you saw Flea and I predicted that it would win uh, animated feature and documentary, Mm
1: -hmm. or
0: yeah, documentary feature. Mm -hmm. And it won neither. And I feel like it had a bunch of of public support Mm -hmm. and love, um, but it didn't win either. Those uh, animated feature went to Encanto, which it's kind of crazy when you think about how late Encanto entered the, the awards race and swept up, uh, animated feature. Um, and thankfully not original song because I loved Billie Eilish's no time to die. That song mm-hmm. is really, really incredible. And I'm glad that it won. Um, but yeah, get, tell us a little bit about flea and if you had predicted yeah. it, um, uh, in those categories.
1: So So, Flea is a documentary that is also animated that is about this man who is fleeing from his his home country. He, I think it's, I want to say it's Iran. It's a Middle Eastern country, and so it shows his family, it shows him growing up as a little boy, and he's he's telling the story of what happened, and it's the first time he's ever actually really talked about it, and it, it... it's him retelling his story starting as a little boy what happens with his his father who was very outspoken against the kind of uh extremist groups and his father ends up going missing uh or or one of the groups takes his father and says that he'll they'll bring him back but they don't and and you see just this incredible story and, and it's really moving and another layer to this is is that this man is gay and he knew he was gay from a very young age but of course in the in the Middle East it's like you can't like that's very unsafe like it can be unsafe in the, in the United States for sure without a doubt and still is but very much unsafe in the Middle East as well f- for a lot of the same reasons and mm-hmm. so he was always so scared to tell his family, but you see how how he comes out to his family, and it's really really sweet. I mean, overall, I like I I sobbed while watching that. I sobbed while watching a lot of movies this year, mm-hmm. uh, and that's just one of them because this it's so moving and so just the 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 links people are willing to go to to better their lives for their families for their loved mm-hmm. ones is is incredible and so and, and it's i've never seen a documentary told in this way i've never seen it animated before and so that that added a cool feature to it that is unique and fresh and so i i'm not surprised it didn't win best animated feature mm-hmm. i was kind of surprised it didn't win best documentary yep. but also Summer of Soul, I've heard Summer of Soul is fantastic. I haven't actually watched it, it, it yet. It
0: is, and it was pretty moving uh hearing Questlove. Questlove's acceptance speech was one of my uh, highlights of the of the um of the ceremony. It was very emotional. There was like this kind of theme of um generations in this mm-hmm. um in this ceremony that was cool, but also like you could tell that the overall direction wasn't geared toward it in a meaningful Mm -hmm. way. Um, but, but yeah, um, Summer of Soul, Summer of Soul was fantastic. And, and I just assumed that more people had seen Fleet because I was seeing more, more ads for it. And, um, Summer of Soul is really incredible and deserves that, deserves that award for sure. Another, another kind of Thing that a, a small moment, but one that I really loved was Bill Murray telling the story yeah. about how Ivan Reitman was put on a boat when he was a baby, uh, and or hidden in a boat when he was a baby, and his parents w- took him from Czechoslovakia um, when there were there were wars happening mm-hmm. and or uh, military conflicts and took him to the United States, and he grew up uh, to become director of like a bunch of classic American movies and and how incredible that moment was what did you think about the in memoriam segment I thought it was probably the best single like segment of the ceremony Mm -hmm. tonight it was it was there was soul music and live Mm -hmm. live performance of different different um rock and spiritual ballads and it was really a really special twist I thought Mm -hmm. on on that segment that's usually honestly a drag
1: yeah because normally it's like man this is such a bummer and long I mean it's always really
0: long and it was long tonight but the way that they shook it up was impressive
1: yeah I liked that they had you know a few different people come out and talk about these major like not not that I mean yeah and, and i I was going to say not that those people, the other people didn't have a big impact, but I think that the three people they talked about, uh, sydney Poitier, um, Ivan Rettman, and then Betty White, all major influences and, and yep. widely known and recognized and and changed the game in some way. And so I think having having someone come out and talk about those, those three people... And just kind of celebrating... It felt more like a celebration and more like... And less of a... This is a funeral. Yeah,
0: exactly. Yeah. Yeah, I and loved so, it.
1: Yeah, and th- I loved that there was a, a full choir. Uh, they were fantastic. So I thought it was it was different, but I really appreciated the way they did that. And I think... Out of everything, that was... Yeah, I agree with you. I think that was maybe the best part. It was definitely a lot better than the stupid like top five cheer mo (laughs) cheer worthy moments or yes fan favorites or whatever
0: and it so that's what they ended up doing like all the popular categories they ended up just compiling into those top fives there wasn't like a single like most popular movie i think that that whole thing is super confusing and i feel like it didn't work and i We'll be really surprised if the Academy tries to do it again next year.
1: I, yeah. Yeah, I don't know. Because it don't was know. only
0: voted on Twitter. All super, super weird. Um, but anyway, um, let's talk. We've kind of talked about some of the big winners. Uh, big losers. I feel, I feel bad. We've already alluded to it. I feel really bad for Jesse Plemons and Kirsten Dunst because I mm-hmm. think they both went into this evening knowing that they were probably not going to win in their mm-hmm. categories. And then, um, and just looking probably to have a nice time. And then Amy Schumer, like maybe. <laughs> yeah. Oh, oh and, man. Uh, it's like, it just feel, uh, yeah. Again, feel bad. Like add insult to injury. And I bet yeah. she regrets that too. Now looking back on it, but that was one of those awkward moments. Uh, another awkward moment after, um, after the uh, slap incident, so.
1: Yeah, I don't know, you may not have seen this uh, on Twitter, I said, oh, there's Amy Schumer, Amy schumer I did, and I, I didn't was, realize that you were that. That's what I was referencing, that. was when she made that weird, just, it was so weird and so awkward, and then was like, oh, yeah, then also all the women are losing their rights, and there's a war in Ukraine, and then also, like, trans kids, and it's like, one of the Just,
0: one of the worst uh, <laughs> one of the worst segments, I think. For sure. Yeah,
1: for sure. And of course, it was Amy Schumer.
0: Um, there were uh, <laughs> there were some pretty great tweets. Uh, I have to shout out David Sims, um, a critic I really uh, I really enjoy, and also my father's name, which is really ironic. But he kept tweeting about. Uh, the speed force and and like pretending that different people at the oscars were talking about the flash <laughs> entering the the speed force um the top the avengers assemble scene from avengers end game was like the number it was two number three, number three it was num- here hold cheer. on i
1: i had it Did, so so yeah. in in order counting down from five or starting with five. Most number cheerworthy five, moments in movies. Most cheerworthy moments in in movies is Neo's backben in the Matrix. Yep. Four is Jennifer Hudson performing I'm Telling You in Dream Girls. Three is the Avengers Assemble in Endgame. Two was the Spider-Man's all being together on the Statue of Liberty in No Way Home. And then number one coming in at number one. <laughs> Which made absolutely no sense. (laughs) Yeah. Because I seriously was like, what is going to top the end game thing? And then the Spider Man happened. I was like, okay, that makes sense. But then what's going to top that? Coming in at number one, ladies and gentlemen, is The Flash breaking the speed force in Zack Snyder's Justice League. Which you You know, the four hour movie that was not released in movie theaters and you probably saw in segments because no one can watch a movie for that long. You know that movie?
0: Yeah, yeah. That was you know you was, know it's like the same like there it it proves that there is a really really big base of <laughs> Snyder Cut fans that initially got the Snyder Cut made in the first place. So yeah. and then you also we got a glimpse of Minamata, uh, which was um, it's about a it's based on a story about a photographer in Minamata, Japan. And it's about mercury poisoning, so it's like super serious, but Johnny Depp is disgraced and his weird following <laughs> got, got that movie uh, on into this top five moment. What was that segment?
1: It so was top that five. Was, it uh, was fan favorite movies. So yeah, top yeah, yeah. five fav, fan favorite movies, starting with five, is Tick, Tick, Boom, which is actually a good movie. So like, that's fine. I'm fine with that. Yeah. And then number four, Spider-Man No Way Home three minamata which i had never heard of did not know johnny depp was in it no, definitely didn't know bill nye was in it um two is cinderella that has billy porter and what's her face from
0: camilla cabello
1: yes <laughs> i was like what's her face from fifth harmony yep. uh yeah that was on amazon prime that had james corden in it so of course everyone was like screw that and then number one was Zack Snyder's Army of the Dead. So, I mean, really, <laughs> the Zack Snyder <laughs> fan base showed up and showed out I do for not the want Oscars. to get on the
0: wrong side, let me tell you.
1: <laughs> yeah, no, do not. Hey, Zack Snyder fans, we are not here to, to, to pass we're not, judgment yeah, on Zack Snyder. Dunking,
0: not dunking on, y'all. It's just in the context dunking, of the Oscars. Yeah. It was interesting. But yeah, like the Speed Force moment, I was like... What? I was like that was really weird and Paul Smith happened. slapped Chris Rock.
1: Maybe we're in the Speed Force. Uh, yeah, yeah. I yeah, think, yeah. Like I think oh, we have what... exited the Speed Force. And then
0: there was the documentary feature a yak in the classroom and David Sims tweeted the yak has entered the Speed
1: Force. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so so uh yeah. Oh my gosh. What a what a wild night. Um, what a wild night. What else? Who was Let's talk about some of the best dressed people. I loved uh, Timothy Chalamet's look with like the <laughs> the bare chest with the
1: his little crop top,
0: uh huh, his crop top jacket.
1: He he and Zendaya were both wearing crop tops, so it was really cute. Yeah, they were matching. So they were matching.
0: Um, I thought it was interesting. Tom Holland wasn't there. It didn't look like he was there, right? You know,
1: I don't think I've seen a single thing about Tom Holland being yeah. there, so I'm guessing he was not. Yeah. Is he filming something?
0: Possibly. I bet that I bet that uh could be it. Um did you oh, see what did you go ahead. Go no, ahead. No, go ahead. I was What's gonna completely he, what do you change think the filming? subject. Oh, I have okay. no
1: idea. No, it was it had nothing to do with what we were talking about. I was just looking at my notes.
0: Oh gotcha. Um I was gonna talk about Nicole Kidman's dress, but I kinda wanna hear what you were gonna say.
1: It has I mean we can talk about Nicole Kidman's dress. I just didn't I was, love it. It was okay. okay. Yeah. Uh I made the joke that Keith Urban and I have had the same haircut since uh <laughs> for the past twenty years. <laughs> someone someone on twitter was like keith urban's hair needs a lifetime achievement award because it's been the same for like 20 years and so i made the joke that mine i've not thought
0: about that but you're so right yeah
1: that he and i both have had the same haircut for the past 20 years and i don't know i feel like at one point he tried to mix it up a little bit and so when i was in the sixth grade i also tried to mix up my haircut and that was a mistake so i said We've had the same haircut for the past 20 years, excluding the year 2006, That's when what we decided people to mix it up.
0: Yeah. That's what people are telling me. Like, when are you going to cut your hair? And it's like, I'm kind of afraid to. I like, I've gotten so used to it.
1: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Just
0: being this long. I was. So. It's
1: funny that you said that, because I noticed when we first started, I was like, oh, Isaac's hair is getting a little long there. Mm-hmm. It looks yep. great.
0: Yep. So. Thank you. Appreciate it. Yeah. Conditioner does wonders. So
1: it really does.
0: Yeah. Um, another great moment, uh, one of the best in speeches, um, Joe Walker, who was the primary editor for Dune, mm-hmm. uh, told, told a story about how he said, uh, how being Academy award nominated, uh, could be turned into a roast. And he described how his 17 year old daughter said, okay, and not, uh, Academy award nominated Joe <laughs> Walker. And I just love that. It was like, it was just a cool little callback to, um you know like fan, how important family is and how important yeah. family um support is in these um like artistic endeavors um uh yeah really glad that dune won five hans zimmer's uh picture accepting his oscar um uh, remotely in his uh, in his robe. <laughs> yeah. Incredible. And <laughs> it, incredible. And he put it
1: the, the Oscar in the trophy pocket. in the pocket. Amazing. And apparently That's... him and his
0: daughter went down to the hotel bar and like got, yeah. got drinks or something to celebrate. So I in
1: the it. middle mm-hmm. of the night. Because yep. I think he, he's in Europe or something. Like he's not even in the US. Mm-hmm. Yep. So I love that so much. Yep. Um, so Hans Zimmer truly is he's so good. I yep. mean we owe so much to him.
0: We do, we do. So. Um, I I think we've hit a lot of the 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 good, the bad, and the ugly about tonight's um, Oscars. Um, uh, one la- one final thing: it is pretty notable that Apple TV won a Best Picture race over Netflix, and Netflix has been in this game for longer. And I I want to say that roma was their first foray before the irishman Mm -hmm. um several years ago maybe i think it was 2019 i don't don't quote me on that though um what are your thoughts just like on the business side of it like the streaming wars like they're here they're they're no longer (laughs) you know assuaged by like people people like spielberg saying that you know it, it detracts from from cinema
1: yeah, I I it's very much a thing that's that people I in that world are having to deal with. I I think that Netflix has really lost its step. I feel like a lot of people have especially recently have talked about just how there's no nothing on Netflix worth watching it feels like. Uh I I was talking with my brother and my mom the other day about how there was some movie with Sandra Bullock in in it that came out on Netflix and there was like no press for it there was no there was nothing about it I we were because we were talking about Sandra Bullock's career and how it feels like she hasn't done anything I was like she literally came out with a movie in December of 2021 Mm -hmm. it just you know four months or three months ago and so but if you're gonna have movies like that you're gonna need to promote them and I feel like with Apple TV they've done a pretty good job of promoting stuff now there's not as much content on there as there is on netflix or hulu or hbo max but i think out of all those streaming services netflix doesn't promote their stuff very well it and most of their shows if if they get past season one don't go any further than season you know three seasons or four seasons Mm -hmm. and i mean you know, like stranger things is almost like an anomaly for Netflix. Cause they're, they're doing more than, than four seasons. Yep. And so I think as far as like, you know, trying to win the streaming wars, you're gonna need to put out better content and better advertising Yeah. and not put out a million things every every week like like that was netflix big thing last year was we're gonna have a, a you know a new movie every week cool are you gonna promote it are you gonna talk about it ever or are you just gonna assume we're gonna go look for it because here's the deal i'm not gonna go look for it
0: yeah well and and I, it was that was one of the one of the things that people really counted against coda was the fact that like not as many people and, and it's in the numbers like not as many people mm-hmm. subscribe to apple tv they're right. they're kind of exhausted in terms of like well, I have HBO through my internet, like, like through Mm -hmm. my phone plan or, you know, what have you. And so I don't, so I guess I have that, but then I've had Netflix for the last seven years. Mm -hmm. So I'm not going to go start up Apple TV. Like, um, people counted on a lot of people not seeing Coda Mm -hmm. and the fact that it won tonight, uh, is going to lead to (laughs) Increase Apple stock price because more people are going to go watch Coda now that they know that it it's one best picture. Um, But it's, it's remains remains to be seen that like whether Apple's model of like the series release every week, we mm haven't, we don't have new movies every week, but when we do have a new movie, it is like good enough and it's, there's enough space for that movie to breathe as opposed to Netflix, which is just overwrought with content, mm-hmm. um, because that's how they make their money. So,
1: right, yeah, because I mean, if you think about what's on Apple TV, you know, Coda is now Best Picture, uh, Tragedy of Macbeth, which is also you know, nominated, really good, yep. also nominated. Uh, great television shows that have been nominated for lots of things. You know, Ted Lasso and the Morning Show. I haven't watched Severance yet, which is the new Adam Scott show that I think Ben Stiller.
0: directed directed or directed
1: yeah uh but that's getting getting good reviews and honestly i kind of like having the week by week release for tv shows uh apple
0: tv and and hbo max are doing it right by doing by doing periodic releases or weekly releases
1: but to in netflix's defense i mean it has the irishman Yeah, you're right. Disney Plus too. So the Irishman, I mean, there was Roma, then there's the Irishman and now there's power of the dog, which has a, has one of the very few female directed, uh, Mm -hmm. Academy Award winners. Yep. Uh, so, or is directed by one of the only female directors who has won an Academy Award. So it's just like, like they have that going for them. But also, I think it's interesting that those three movies are, one's a foreign film, and it's in black and white. One is like, you know, I think it's, how long is the Irish? It's really long. The Irishman is
0: three hours, I believe. It's three hours. Almost three hours.
1: And then, which people don't want to watch a three-hour movie unless it has a superhero in it. Yep. And then, with Power of the Dog, it is kind of controversial, because Talking about, you know, repressed homosexuality and toxic masculinity and and a lot of people don't want to watch that whenever they want to watch a Western. So yep. they Sam Elliott the, was right. <laughs> Sam Elliott was right. Long story short, Sam Elliott Long was right. Long story short. But all that to say, the movies that are maybe better quality for Netflix are maybe working against them because the general audience maybe doesn't want to watch them. Which doesn't mean that you should stop making those movies and just release movies that took 20 minutes to produce, but that's just something to think about.
0: Mm -hmm. So, yep. Yep. Um, I have no more thoughts. This was, I think we summed up like basically all, all of the, all of the good takeaways from tonight. Um, appreciate you jumping on to chat. Final thought.
1: I have one more final thought. So whenever they, they did the best documentary short, like the short documentary, it was the Queen of Basketball that won and the director came up and yes, he, yeah. he asked President Joe Biden to bring Brittany Griner home, which if you don't follow basketball or WNBA, I you do probably know don't know. I do know Brittany Griner. Yeah, like yeah. you may know Brittany Griner because she's a powerhouse basketball player, but a lot of people may not know that she's currently in prison or like in jail yeah. in Russia yep. and so a lot of people are are wanting her to come home and wanting there to be a bigger buzz about it because if this was an NBA player this would be the headline story yeah absolutely. And so so yeah so I thought that was like really cool that he he gave that you know a shout out and and used that time to talk about Brittany Griner in that situation so uh, yeah. that was, I just wanted to call attention to that because that, that's something that's important to me. And so here we are. Yeah, absolutely. So that's, that's my final thought. I yeah. have nothing else to add to this. Um, the Oscars were fine.
0: A little bit better than last year.
1: <laughs> A little bit better than last year. Yeah. I don't know if it was, I don't think it was less chaotic than last year.
0: I think it, I think it was definitely more more chaotic uh, I,
1: I besides like the Will Smith and Chris Rock thing
0: right like yeah. just
1: it didn't feel like it like flow I don't know
0: there were no surprises surprise wins and that sort of thing yeah um, so
1: I don't know anyway yeah. it was fine yeah um, are we gonna do another one next year yeah who's to say why not why not
0: as long as someone's getting slapped, that's what all that's all I'm talking about. Ooh,
1: let's get slappy.
0: Yeah. Um. Let's. Da, 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 da. Let's. Let's tell. Let's tell the good listeners of this episode where they can watch Best Picture, or to the best of our ability, because they're not all streaming quite yet.
1: Yeah. But some so, of them might
0: be playing in a theater because I know that some some do uh, theater reruns right before the right before and during the Oscar right ceremony. Um. Right coda is on apple tv plus as we discussed belfast is not streaming anywhere to the Mm -hmm. best of my knowledge but you might be able to catch it in a theater near you don't look up is another netflix Netflix movie that we just did not even talk about but But it was nominated for four categories and it didn't win anything tonight um drive my car is on hbo max dune is back is back on hbo max
1: Yes, I was going to say Drive My Car is also showing in theaters. Yep. If you don't have HBO Max, uh, it because I did go see, I have HBO Max, but I wanted to see Drive My Car in a theater, so I did that recently. But Dune is back on HBO Max.
0: As is uh, King Richard. Licorice Pizza is not streaming anywhere, but you might be able to watch it in a theater. And I It bet. is
1: showing in Oklahoma City, I know that.
0: Okay, okay. So um, Nightmare Alley is on HBO Max and Hulu, I believe. I believe it's oh. still it's still on both. I know that it was a month ago, okay. and I would bet that it still is. The Power of the Dog is on Netflix, and West Side Story is on Disney Plus, so you can watch it there. Um, some other uh, non non Best Picture nominees that I would recommend checking out is a uh, Worst Person in the World, which was mm-hmm. um, nominated for Best Original Screenplay. And Best International Feature Film. And um, it's a really, really fantastic movie. It's um, so good. Yep, yep. And Summer of Soul, which one documentary feature, directed by Questlove, The Great Questlove, um, is on Hulu. Flea is streaming? On Hulu.
1: Yeah, on it's Hulu? on Hulu. Okay. Spencer is also on Hulu.
0: Yep. Um, Tragedy Macbeth? On Apple TV Plus, yep. Tick Tick Boom mm. on Netflix. And oh, another one! Another
1: one on Netflix. Yeah. We forgot to yeah. mention
0: Netflix was a bit. Netflix was really big. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Lost da- da- Daughter. Yes, that was uh, another one. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and uh, Mitchell's versus the Machines on Netflix. On uh, Netflix, that our one guys, is Phil Lord and Chris Miller. Yeah, holding it house. down as always. Yep.
1: That honestly is one of my favorite movies. I, I think it I think it's gonna become one of my favorite movies. It's so good. I love the Mitchells versus the machines.
0: Yep. I will I will have to catch it. That's that's one of the big ones that I've I've missed so far, but I'll have to watch it at the end of this week. So Olivia thanks for uh thanks for hopping on. It was a lot of fun talking Oscars with you. Um thank you for listening to this episode uh which was it was produced by Walter Lyle. Our music is by Corden jocks. Our artwork is by Macy Lummis. Our next episode is going to be dedicated to Mike Flanagan's creepy crisis of faith series, midnight mass, which I know Olivia is really looking forward to.
1: I'm so excited. So excited.
0: You love scary things so much.
1: I love scary things. It's my favorite thing in the entire world.
0: Um, and that is, uh, midnight mass is about a mass that happens at midnight and there may or may not be monsters involved and uh ponderances of faith and mortality and it's right around easter so good on us with our timing (laughs) (laughs) so the
1: lord has risen
0: absolutely has risen indeed that is not sacrilegious i really believe it um (laughs) olivia good chatting i will talk to you later and uh yeah whenever we whenever we do midnight mass i'll see you later
1: all right see ya goodbye thanks for listening everyone